Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Theology Central podcast, where we attempt to make theology central to all areas of life. And one of the ways we attempt to do that is by taking time to look at what's going on in the world, taking time to look at at very important news items and discuss them from a theological perspective. And that's what we're going to do today. Now, today is Monday, January the 24th, 2022. It is currently 9.52 a.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the headquarters of the Theology Central podcast, which is actually an empty sanctuary. It's an empty sanctuary of Victory Baptist Church, and the church is located right here in the middle of nowhere, Texas. Thank you for tuning in. We have a lot to discuss. I need you to listen carefully because this is very important, all right? So before I say anything else, before we we even get to the topic, I, I want to establish something that I think is very important. One of the keys, one of the key elements of looking at the world from a theological perspective is that a theological perspective would demand that we are, we are concerned with truth, right? The Bible says, put away lying, speak the truth, do not bear false witness, Right, So we want to make sure that when, when Christians talk about the news, when Christians talk about current events, when Christians talk about what's going on in the world, we should be the ones who seek truth. We speak as accurately as we can. We look into things. We look into things. We verify, verify, verify. We do and take an extra step in research to try to make sure that we are being as accurate as possible. And we have a, we kind of have a situation in front of me that I'm still a little bit confused by. I still don't know exactly what is going on, but we're going to try to put this together and hopefully in a, in a way that will help you try to figure out exactly what is true. And, and I need your help as well. Please help me with the research. You please see what you can discover. Please see what you can find so that we can Maybe we are not we may not be able to resolve everything in this episode, but maybe we can get started by moving in the right direction. And most importantly, I can possibly stop you right now from running around making a claim that may or may not be accurate. We, we want to make sure this is just so important, especially with social media. Christians at times are no better really than, than the people in the world. Christians will post things on, on social media that is just factually inaccurate, that's factually just, in many cases, false. In many cases, it's questionable. And, and, and when, when confronted, many Christians don't seem to feel any sense of guilt for it. But I'm like, no, the Bible says, put away lying, speak the truth, bear not false witness. If you post something that's not accurate about a political leader, even if you despise the political leader, even if you believe the political leader is absolutely evil, it doesn't matter how evil they are, you've engaged in sin if you post false and fraudulent information. So we always want to try to find what actually is going on and make sure we speak the truth. I, it does, I hope I, I'm asking, does that make sense? Like, I'm, I, again, I'm, I'm in an empty sanctuary. So I'm looking at, at the, at the pews waiting for someone to go. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Okay. But I can't, I can't hear you. So I'm asking, I question wanting an answer, but I can't hear you, but I want you to be shaking your head. Yes, that makes sense. Yes. I care about truth. Yes. I don't want to be guilty of spreading false information, but so many times within the Christian world, 
it just seems that we've abandoned that principle, and that's no longer even a, a, a it's to, I guess for many Christians, it's not even a moral issue anymore. But from God's perspective, he hates lying lips. So we want to be accurate. Now, here's how it all started. On January the 20th, 2022, I don't remember the time. I'm looking here for a timestamp, and I don't have the time. But it was somewhere Thursday morning, January the 20th, 2022. I get a notification on my iPad of a new news article that had been posted. I look down and I'm like, wait, YouTube removes John MacArthur's latest sermon. And I'm like, okay, wait, okay, wait, that's, that, that's interesting. Okay, I wonder, I wonder why YouTube would remove a sermon by John MacArthur. What did he say? And I'm like, okay, is, was he talking about COVID? Was, what, 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 what was he talking about? So I opened up, so that's all I saw like in the notification, YouTube removed John MacArthur's latest sermon. That's all I saw. And I'm like, okay, so what's going on? So I immediately grabbed the iPad, clicked on the notification, and this opened up. YouTube removes John MacArthur's latest sermon on biblical sexuality, labels it hate speech. And I'm like, what is going on? So immediately I grabbed the article and I posted it in our Discord channel. And I said, this is, I can't remember my exact words. This is troubling. This is something I'm definitely going to be following. And so I posted it and immediately started doing some additional research and things stopped. It just, things started getting really strange and things were not adding up to me. All right. They just were not adding up. I even went back to the discord channel and said, Hey, things are not really adding up here. This is not making any sense. So, and then someone sent me and and the discord channel, someone's like, well, wait a minute. I think that that article actually is based off a different article that was posted on January the 19th. This seems to be the origin of it. And this comes from toddstarns.com. Toddstarns.com. So on January the 19th, he posted, Todd Starnes posted, YouTube, Pastor MacArthur's sermon is hate speech. I'm like, so, okay, now we can trace it back to January the 19th, 2022. Christian Headlines picks up the story on January the 20th, 2022, and they're all saying that this sermon had been removed and it's been labeled as hate speech. So I'm like, well, what's going on? So I go to YouTube. I go to YouTube and lo and behold, (laughs) there's the sermon. And I'm like, wait a minute. It doesn't appear to be removed. So what we're going to do is we're going to go even further back and try to try to build this and follow this so that we can try to establish exactly what's going on. I'm going to play some audio clips. First, I think First one is a basically a reading of a news article. It's a podcast where they basically just narrate news articles. So they are narrating a news article in regards to a law in Canada. This seems to be really where all of this really starts. Canada passed a law that would seem to label sermons about sexuality, preaching it from a biblical perspective, would be considered hate speech. From that there seemed to arise a call for pastors to protest this law by preaching on this. And that seems to be what John MacArthur did. So this is where it all seems to have started. So we're going to go all the way back 
and hear this news article about this Canadian law. Then we're going to hear how a, well, in fact, just right when I went on the air, I, I literally was going live on the air and I just got a notification from the Edify Christian Podcast app that a podcaster that I subscribe to just dropped a podcast about YouTube banning a sermon and labeling it hate speech. I bet you it's in regards to MacArthur's sermon. So what we're going to do is we're going to listen to this article, this news article about this law in Canada, which I think this is where everything starts. Then I'm just going, I'm going to try while this is happening. I'm going to be doing this all live on the air. I'm going to try to grab the audio of this Christian podcast that I just got the notification is about this subject. We're going to listen to what they have to say. Then we're going to go back through all of these news articles that I have. And at least I'm going to try to explain what is being reported. And then we're just going to take a quick trip over to YouTube and see, is the MacArthur sermon still there? Now, if the MacArthur sermon is still there, then why is it being reported that it's been removed? Was it removed and then immediately, I mean, like almost instantaneously restored? Well, I've dealt with YouTube, okay? If MacArthur can get his sermon instantaneously restored, I will say more power to him because those of us who are nobodies, it doesn't work that way because I've had plenty of my podcast episodes removed from YouTube, labeled all kinds of just crazy things, and clearly things that did not even violate the rule that I'm being accused of, file for like a rebuttal and say, wait a minute, this is not true, challenge the argument, and literally within two minutes, I'll get a response going, we reviewed it, we reviewed it, it's in violation. And you're like, well, clearly you didn't review it, and clearly it's not in violation because you can't even show me where, And but I have no recourse. Record. And so I get a strike. I get banned for a week. We've come very close to losing our YouTube channel. We've come very close. So I've not had any success in having any meaningful dialogue with YouTube. They don't even listen to me. So if, if this sermon was preached basically on a Sunday and, and early in the week, it's removed and it just almost instantaneously restored, that would be that would be an interesting news story. How did he get it restored? What happened? Did YouTube issue an apology? We're going to have to dig in and see what everyone is saying and try to find out. Because again, the key here is what is the truth? Now, listen to me. As Christians, if we're going to claim that we're being persecuted and that our sermons are being censored and that people are labeling labeling our sermons as hate speech and they're going to come for us and they're going to shut down our churches, if we start making those kinds of claims, we better ensure that everything we say is accurate truthful and factual, because if it's not, then we are engaging in sin and bearing false witness and speaking lies, which we're not to do. However, if it's proven that this is true and that this is occurring here in the United States or in or any country, then we obviously want to warn people about it and we need to start preparing ourselves. What can we do if that is to occur? But we'll have to look at all of this thoughtfully, logically, Carefully, I'm going to do my very best, and and I and I'm going to try to be do my best to be as accurate as I can. But this is a this story is developing. I'm literally here live on the air trying to figure all of this out. So if I if for any reason anything I say it does not prove to be accurate, I will obviously the next time I am here will do everything I can to correct it because I want to make sure we have a, a good understanding of it. Um, if you are listening live, the chat is open. You can post anything you have 
any information you come across, just make sure you give me sources. Um, you can also email me at newsif at yahoo.com. And then if you're in the Discord channel, I will try to check the Discord channel before I leave the air so that we can uh, discuss, so that I can see what you're posting to see if anything's going on there. So there's a lot happening, a lot going on. Are you ready? Let's, let's jump in. Uh, we're going to go back to, this is called the Daily Article Podcast. Um, I, I think maybe at some point I will add this to our uh, Christian Podcast Spotlight a series that we're doing where we're putting the spotlight on different Christian podcasts. I subscribe to this on the Edify Christian Podcast app. And I saw this a couple of days ago because they were reporting on this situation in Canada. So let's listen to what they have to say. The volume is very low. Look, I I, I don't understand why some podcasts are put out there and they put their volumes so low that I, I don't know why they do that. Just turn up the volume when they record. But here you go. So you may have to listen carefully. When I come back in, I'll try not to, you know, blow out your eardrums. All right, here we can go. Welcome. This is the Daily Article Podcast. I'm Chris Elkins with the Denison Forum, narrating today's article written by Dr. Jim Denison. Today's news is completely irrelevant to me. Thousands of pastors in Canada devoted their sermons last Sunday to affirming biblical sexual morality in response to a new law in their country some warned could criminalize such teachings. Bill C-4, which went into effect January the 8th, Bill C-4 went into effect on January the 8th, 2022. Now, this is the bill that some people fear is going to criminalize basically preaching on biblical sexuality. And it's going, to be, it's going to be considered hate speech. So as a result of this bill being passed, many pastors are like, okay, on this particular Sunday, we're all going to preach a sermon about it everywhere. And many pastors in the United States of America, in a sense, joined in to the protest. So, so that really kind of sets us up. Let, let's listen to more of what they have to say here. Again, I'm so, I'm, I'm, I apologize that the volume is so low, but I literally, I have it cranked to 100, okay? I have the volume turned to 100 in my software, and that's as loud as I can get it. Like, that's just ridiculous. All right, here we go. Describes as a myth the belief that heterosexuality and cisgender identity are preferable. According to Fox News... Counseling that does not align with such a worldview now carries a potential five-year jail sentence. However, I don't live in Canada. More than 50 million people on the U.S. East Coast are under a winter weather alert. More than 1,200 flights were canceled yesterday as the winter storm made air travel difficult. However... I don't live on the East Coast and have no plans to fly this week. The Supreme Court said Friday it will hear the case of a former Seattle-area football coach who refused to stop praying on the field and was removed from his job as a result. Americans United for Separation of Church and State is supporting the school district in its decision, claiming that this is about protecting impressionable students who felt pressured by their coach. However, no one in my family's in high school. I'm being facetious, of course. 
prosecuting Canadian Christians for believing biblical morality is likely a sign of things to come in the U.S. Plus, our sisters and brothers in Canada are our sisters and brothers. Likewise, those suffering under winter storms and flight cancellations are neighbors I am called to love. And what affects one family of faith affects all families of faith. A dear friend who saw the story about the Seattle football coach asked, High school students are impressionable if their coach happens to pray in public, but elementary school students being taught gender identity are not? Her question speaks to my grandchildren and to every child in America. German pastor Martin Niemöller said of the Nazis, and I quote, First they came for the socialist, and I did not speak out, because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists, and I did not speak out, because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out, because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak for me. End quote. He spent the last seven years of Nazi rule in concentration camps. Yesterday, I cited extensively from New York Times columnist David Brooks' dire description of our culture as falling apart at the seams. I noted my belief that our country is experiencing God's permissive judgment, whereby he allows us the consequences of our free will choices to reject his word and will. But then I stated that today we would focus on ways to respond with compassionate courage and truthful grace. The key is recognizing and embracing our solidarity with our fallen society. You and I should do this for three reasons. First, admit that we're all broken. The fact remains that as Romans 3.23 says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. I once heard a wise mentor say, there is no sin I cannot commit. The same is true for me and for you. I am not committing the sins of those who embrace the LGBTQ lifestyle, but they may not be committing my sins. While there are definitely greater consequences for some sins than others, the wages of sin is death, from Romans 6.23, no matter the sin. For more on this, please see my latest personal blog, The Spot on My Shirt, at drjimdennison.com. That's drjimdennison.com. Second, accept the fact that our culture is our mission field. Jesus called us the light of the world in Matthew 5.14. Note the definite article indicating that we are the only light of the world. If you're holding the only flashlight in a dark room, Whose fault is the darkness? If more Christians acted more like Christ, how could our culture remain the same? So, to respond to our fallen culture with compassionate courage and truthful grace, first, admit that we're all broken. Second, accept the fact that our own culture is our mission field. And third, 
and perhaps most critical, adopt compassion as our best persuasion. If Satan cannot get you to sin, he will tempt you to feel superior to those who do. Such superiority is in itself a sin, as Romans 12.6 commands us, never be wise in your own sight. Feeling superior also keeps us from effectively helping other sinners turn to the Savior. By contrast, a culture that measures truth by relevance will be drawn to our truth only when it changes our lives. When they make our truth their truth, they will meet the truth. In my sermon last Sunday, I stated that lost people are not the enemy. A woman in the congregation replied, No, they're victims. She's absolutely right. The evil one who has blinded the minds of the unbelievers is the enemy, as evidenced in 2 Corinthians 4.4 and Ephesians 6.12. Our calling is to give them what has been given to us out of gratitude for the privilege. In The Problem of Pain, C.S. Lewis writes, and I quote, George MacDonald, in a passage I cannot now find, represents God as saying to men, You must be strong with my strength and blessed with my blessedness, for I have no other to give you. That is the conclusion of the whole matter. God gives what he has, not what he has not. He gives the happiness that there is, not the happiness that is not. To be God, to be like God and share his goodness in creaturely response, to be miserable. These are the only three alternatives. End quote. Let's choose wisely. And Okay, we'll, inter- we'll interrupt that there because they're, they're at the end. They, they do a good job of giving us some suggestions on how to handle a culture that may turn against us. They don't really go into much detail about the Canadian law. But if the Canadian law does create a situation where you could get in trouble, not only for counseling, but you could get in trouble for preaching, that is a serious development and something that we will have to continue to monitor. But did, but has that now and somehow entered here in the United States in regards to, say, YouTube? And if that has, if YouTube did remove John MacArthur's sermon and label it hate speech, somehow following the Canadian law, what does that mean? How do we process that? How do we understand that? So they, this at least gives the, this is the first discussion I heard from Christian podcasts, at least in relation to what happens to John MacArthur, because it, it, the time frame was very close. This is the first podcast where they at least mentioned the Canadian law. Now, it's been talked about before, but at least it got mentioned there. Then immediately after that podcast is where then I started seeing all of these articles about John MacArthur. So that at least puts it in some kind of order. January the 8th, Canadian law was passed. And that seems to be where it created a grave concern. So then a protest was originated, uh, basically organized. And the protest was on this particular Sunday, you're going to stand up and you're going to preach a sermon on biblical sexuality. That's what we're going to do. 
All right. So that kind of sets everything up and explains why MacArthur was preaching on that particular subject on that particular Sunday. All right. So that kind of gets us moving in the right direction. Now let's do this. Let's jump to the podcast that just literally while I was live on the air, it showed up on, on the Edify Christian podcast app as just dropping. Um, I haven't heard any of this, but clearly it's about the it's about this sermon. Let's see what they have to say. All right. Let's see what they have to say. Here we go. Monday, January 24th, having a conversation concerning today's headlines and real life challenges. I'm Tom Lamprecht, along with Pastor Harry Reader. Stay with us as we apply a biblical worldview with gospel solutions to put the issues of today in perspective. Harry, today I want to... Okay, so this is obviously an episode from today, literally just dropped while I was live on the air. Now, we, so let's put this in order. We got a Canadian law, all right, that seems to be of grave concern. Pastors organized a protest by preaching on biblical sexuality. John MacArthur joined that protest preaching on that subject. Supposedly, John MacArthur's sermon gets removed from YouTube and labeled hate speech. Now, I haven't heard what happened to the pastors in Canada. I mean, like that, that really is what we need. We need news articles saying, well, these pastors were arrested. These pastors were put in prison. Their churches were shut down. If nothing happened to the pastors, then either A, people are misrepresenting the law, or B, that the, the, I mean, I don't know what you, either A, everyone misrepresented the law, or B, the government just decided not to do anything because there were so many. I mean, who knows exactly how to understand that? I'm going to be looking some things up here in a minute, but that, that's the interesting thing. This all started in Canada, but all the focus is on John MacArthur and what happened in America. So what happened in Canada? Right? Like, shouldn't that be the, the question? Shouldn't everybody be reporting, look, uh, the, the Canadian pastors protested and a hundred of them were arrested. What, what, okay, that, I haven't heard anything about what happened in Canada. H- have you? So we're, we're going we're gonna to have to do a little research there, but let's see what they have to say in regards to, let's see if they mention the Canadian law. Let's see if they mention, uh, if they mention uh, the, if John MacArthur by name, maybe it's a different sermon. Maybe that, maybe that's a, a, a Canadian pastor's sermon was removed. Let's just see what happened. Here we go. To do a follow-up to a program we did just this last Friday, we talked about the fact that Pastor John MacArthur of Grace Community Church had encouraged a number of pastors across the country to preach on sexual purity, biblical sexuality, in light of Canada's new anti-conversion therapy bill, C4 which was broadly worded and could in effect ban biblical teaching on sexual ethics and might even limit personal communications on the subject. Harry, I want to follow that up because the sermon that John MacArthur delivered this past Sunday has now been banned by YouTube. YouTube called his sermon hate speech because he simply said, there is no such thing as transgender. You are either XX or XY. That's it. God made man male and female. That's determined genetically. That's physiology. That's science. That is reality. Forget follow. Okay, now, so they're, so they're saying that John MacArthur 
basically told pastors to preach sermons on this subject and a sense to 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 take a stand in the protest against the Canadian law. Well, I, I, I thought Canadian pastors were engaged in the practice as well. Now the the bill, it's just it's interesting the way they discussed it. It's really a it, it's to ban conversion therapy. It's what I'm hearing. However, everyone seems to be. Um, Everyone seems to be, now wait a minute. Uh, okay, no, okay. I guess the bill was, pa- I'm looking here. I guess the bill was passed in December, but then it, 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 came, it became law in January of 2022. Okay, I'm making sure that we had the right bill. Now, it, it seems that the, the, the concern is that it's going after conversion therapy, but the way it's written is it could make speech about sexuality illegal. So it doesn't seem that there's anything that's happened yet that seems to be the concern. That seems to be the concern. And and look, we need to pay attention to it. By no means am I saying to dismiss, dismiss it. I'm saying that we just need to make sure we are accurate and understanding it. So, so they say MacArthur organizes this and the MacArthur sermon they just reported was banned by YouTube and labeled as hate speech. Now, Harry Reader, Pastor Harry Reader, is going to come in here and give his his commentary on it. Let's see what he has to say. All of the science for YouTube, it doesn't pass the test for the cultural elite in terms of the LGBTQ uh, sexual revolution agenda. YouTube has been given particular benefits, almost amounting to a monopoly in their particular area, which puts them under even more scrutiny, or at least it ought to put them under more scrutiny to make sure that constitutionally protected freedoms are not circumvented through the practices of YouTube. Yet clearly, they have now decided we are not going to support the free practice of religion, that is, a Christian minister who is teaching and preaching God's Word on biblical sexuality, which has been the framework of law in this nation for hundreds of years and has been a molding factor in Western civilization for an even greater length of time. So they've done this because they have an agenda. Now, let's stop right here. Okay, now, so he doesn't call into question whether this is true I don't know if they checked the veracity of the report. They just report MacArthur's sermon was banned. It was labeled hate speech and YouTube has an agenda and they are restricting his freedom of religion. And they're, and they, and, and this is basically, they're saying this is wrong. Well, let's just slow down, slow down here for a couple of things. Okay. I, I would love for you, if you, I don't know what you, if you don't, I would love for you to sign up to be a broadcaster on Sermon Audio. All right. And I want you to look at their statement of faith. And I and if you and if you don't believe their statement of faith, I want you to go ahead and sign up and start posting sermons that go a lot against their statement of faith, because I'll tell you what will happen. Your your message, your podcast episode, your sermon will be taken down. If you're going to be on sermon audio, you have to follow their rules. If you don't follow their rules, you are removed. Well, wait a minute. So Sermon Audio is denying you the freedom of religion? Sermon Audio is taking away your constitutional rights of freedom? Like, what? what, Like, so Sermon Audio can do it, but YouTube can't. Nope, absolutely not. YouTube cannot do it. YouTube has an agenda. Does Sermon Audio have an agenda? Now, look, I'm all for Sermon Audio. 
I think sermon audio is an amazing thing because it allows you to go to a sermon site knowing that all the sermons are supposed to abide by the conf- by the statement of faith that all the broadcasters agree to when they uh, decide to sign up to be on sermon audio. So I, I, I think sermon audio has a right to do that. They built the platform. It's their platform. They can decide what goes on it. But wait a minute. Didn't YouTube build their own platform? Can't YouTube decide what goes on it and what it can't can't be on? Like it's it's weird. Like Christians are like, wait a minute, you took our stuff down. Okay, well, <laughs> name name any Christian site where you can say, okay, a Satanist. Like I would like to write an article promoting Satanism. Well, I'm sorry, you can't post that on our site. Well, well, wait a minute, why not? Because it's a Christian site. Well, maybe YouTube says it's not a Christian site. Maybe YouTube decides they don't want any sermons. They don't want any of Christianity on it. Do they have a right to do that? See, it's this really weird thing. Like on one hand, Christians want some, some things restricted. And then the other hands get up, they get upset when their stuff gets restricted. I, I don't know exactly how that works, right? Go to a Christian radio station and like, hey, I'm an atheist and I want to do an hour long program every day promoting atheism. I doubt the Christian radio station is going to be like, sure. And they're like, no, we're a Christian radio station. We want all of our broadcasters to be promoting a biblical and Christian worldview. So is that wrong? Well, wait a minute, you're, 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 you're restricting their rights. Now, I don't lie. I Look, I, listen, I, I'm going to be very honest with you. I don't like when YouTube deletes people's content. I don't. Not only because of my, how it affects me personally. Look, YouTube is not even on the radar of all the, of all the places we have our content. YouTube is, I don't even know where they fit in on how many people listen on YouTube, but nowhere close. I mean, SoundCloud, we, what? 256,000 downloads and streams uh, over, I can't remember, a short period of time recently. That's 256,000 on SoundCloud. Uh, YouTube's nowhere close to 256,000. And we've got other things that are even greater than 256,000. So if I lose YouTube, I don't lose a lot. But my issue is I don't want anyone. I, I I like websites to offer all kinds of different perspectives. I, I, I like that. But at the same time, I don't own YouTube. So I don't get to decide what they do. They get to decide what they do. So immediately it's like, no, YouTube, they went after MacArthur's freedom of religion. They went after his constitutional rights. They, they have an agenda. Well, I could point to Sermon Audio and go, they have an agenda. <laughs> okay. They're not allowing some preachers to be on there. I know a broadcaster who was completely removed from Sermon Audio. They didn't just ban the sermon. They, they said, that's it. You're done. They kicked them completely off the platform. Gave them, I think, a week to try to download all of their all of their messages so they could put it on another website. They were completely deleted and gone, just removed. They got I think they had a week war, a warning. Maybe they were given 2 weeks, I don't know. Well, that's a lot of work trying to download all of that and then have it ready and then so you can upload it on another website. That's a lot of crazy amount of work. That's frustrating. Now, again, Sermon Audio has the right to do that. They have the right to do that. Christians, it's just Christians are, are they're, like they're, sometimes their outrage is very selective. It's against us. It's outrageous. Oh, well, we have rules and it's okay. So I, I just, I, I, it's just interesting to hear how this is approached. Now, so again, it all, but everything goes back. It starts with this Canadian law. And we're going to look at that in just a minute. Let's continue to listen to Harry Reader talk about how bad YouTube is here. Okay, let's go back a little bit. Here we go. I'm going to back this up a little bit. Here we go. 
this nation for hundreds of years and has been a molding factor in Western civilization for an even greater length of time. So they've done this because they have an agenda, and the biblical message of sexual ethics does not fit in it. May I appeal to our listeners to remember what we have said. A revolution demands that you condemn what you once celebrated and celebrate what you once condemned. Because MacArthur condemns what they are celebrating, they are not going to let his message be heard until he celebrates what they celebrate. What was interesting to me is those who are embracing progressive Christianity rejected MacArthur's call and found as many reasons as they could, even in some cases resorting to slander of John MacArthur. And that's because progressive Christianity and those pulpits that are embracing progressive Christianity do not want to be at odds. They actually want to preach the sermons that YouTube approves. What are the sins you want us to confront? Okay, we'll, we'll deal with those. What are the sins you don't want us to confront? So many progressive pulpits do not touch sanctity of life, sanctity of marriage, sanctity of gender, sanctity of family, because that's what the cultural elite are telling us to be quiet about. Biblical contextualization is speaking in the terms the culture understands, not the terms that the culture demands. Harry, least anyone think that this Canadian law will remain exclusively in Canada. In the city of West Lafayette, Indiana, there is a city ordinance being proposed. Anyone that would take place in conversion therapy, A, you're not going to receive a license as a counselor, but if anyone were to do such conversion therapy, a.k.a. a pastor, they could be fined up to $1,000 a day. They're going to set it up that licensed counselors will not engage in anything called conversion therapy. Now, there's our problem. What in the world are we talking about conversion therapy? The man that I studied under at Westminster, Jay Adams, wrote the seminal book on biblical counseling and pointed out that the presuppositions of secular counseling and the presuppositions of biblical counseling are incompatible. Now, are there things that secular counseling says or secular psychology says that are right? Yes, that's because of common grace. But the presuppositions are different. And so what the conversion therapy movement had was a mixture of claims of sexual and psychological healing by the charismatic pastors united with behavior modification practices that were ultimately detrimental. And that's because it wasn't Christian counseling. It was an integration of quote-unquote Christian counseling with secular counseling. But the biblical counseling movement embraces conversion. People confess their sins and come to Christ as Lord and Savior. That's conversion. We call it regeneration, being born again. Well, if you've got this broad definition of conversion, then the act of evangelism can become illegal. If you're talking with someone and they're asking you questions and you tell them, no, you're a male, here's XX, here's XY, you are a male, you're a female, you're going through perhaps gender dysphoria, or you're dealing with same-sex attraction, here's what the Bible says, and here's the means whereby we can put our trust in the Lord and begin to grow in grace through discipleship, which very well could be labeled conversion therapy in this particular law. Who could qualify as unlicensed counselors? Parents? Pastors? And if they're dealing with biblical sexual ethics, then they could become liable for prosecution under this law. 
Now, remember, we're not talking about California, New York. We're talking about one of the most conservative states in the union, and that's Indiana. And here is this township, West Lafayette, where this is being passed. And, of course, when you look at the city council, you find that there are two individuals that are pushing this relentlessly out of their commitment and the personal embrace of the LGBTQ agenda. So now what you have at stake is, of course, the free practice of religion. For all of those that said John MacArthur was just looking for a fight, no, no, the fight has come to the church. Now, will you stand up, speak up, in love, but with clarity? This is what the Bible says about sexuality. Here is the gospel, and I'll just quote Paul from 1 Corinthians, who went to a pagan community dominated by sexual anarchy. It was called Corinth. And he said, do you not know that no effeminate, no homosexual, no murderer, no glutton, in other words, those who are committed to rebellion against God with sin as a settled practice of life, quote, shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Then he says, and such were some of you. But you were washed, you were justified, you were sanctified. In other words, you were converted. And the gospel broke the power of sin, and now you're eradicating the practice of sin out of love to Christ. It is clear, as written, this particular ordinance that is before West Lafayette would deny the right of the gospel ministry to preach that verse and other related verses concerning sexual sins and the power of God's grace to both forgive and transform the life through discipleship. And unlicensed counselors, well, according to this ordinance, that would include parents, that would include individuals, pastors, disciplers, anyone who has not been approved by the West Lafayette Council as it relates to the matters of sexuality. MacArthur has had his finger on an issue. It is an issue, and he did not seek it out. It has come to Canada, and it has come to the United States of America. Progressive Christianity within the halls of the evangelical church will render the church impotent to confront it. What we need are faithful pastors who are biblical and confessional and who decide, I will preach the Word of God, even if it costs me two-thirds of my adult life like it did John Bunyan because he would not conform to the licensing of the state in terms of what he would preach. If we want our people to be bold for Christ and unashamed of the gospel, then we have to be unashamed of the gospel. Pastors, be eager to preach the biblical gospel and do not be ashamed. Join the company of the unashamed and proclaim the truth in love. Just like the liberal Christianity. And there you have it. So they, they just speak of it as a dogmatic fact. And again, hey, you preach, don't, don't, don't give in to someone telling you what to preach. But then we have sites like Sermon Audio that would tell you what you can preach, right? All of your sermons have to meet their statement of faith. And if it violates it, your sermon can be removed. Let's just, I just, I'm going to continue to point that out, not in any way to argue against sermon audio or to condemn sermon audio. I just want us to make sure that we are consistent. If we're going to condemn one platform, like how dare they tell me what to preach? Well, we turn around and accept Christian sites having rules about what can be posted on their sites. It That's inconsistent. All right, so let's just, 
Let's just make sure we have that down. But I have to look, I've got all of these articles here. I'm just I'm so perplexed by all of this. All right. So let me just go to the Christian headlines. All right. So Christian headlines, January the 20th. YouTube removes John MacArthur's latest sermon on biblical sexuality and labels it hate speech. Now, they didn't quote the sources for where they were getting this information that John MacArthur's sermon had been removed. I don't think they quoted the source, but it's it's from, I've given you two, christianheadlines.com. Here's, and let me just read it. YouTube has removed a recent sermon by Pastor John MacArthur in which he talks about biblical sexuality and asserts that God made humans as male and female. According to CBN News, MacArthur, who leads Grace Community Church in Los Angeles, preached a sermon, a part of a nationwide protest against a new Canadian law banning conversion therapy. See, that's where it all started. That's why I went to that first podcast, even though they didn't spend as much time talking about it, but okay. I just, but that, that gave you the mindset, right? Hey, if we don't speak up for them, then one day it's going to come for us. So, so that's where it all started. And then I quote, there is no such thing as transgender, MacArthur said at the pulpit on Sunday. You're either XX or XY. That's it. God made man male and female. That is determined genetically. That is uh, physiology. That is science. That is reality. All right. So, um, and then they go on to say pastors and church leaders express concern with the broad language in Canada's C4 bill, which went into effect on January the 8th, could lead, let me make stress that again, it could lead to sexual sin, it, oh, I'm sorry, it could lead to prohibition of sermons on biblical sexuality. According to Liberty Coalition Canada, the bill's wording is so broad that it could enable the criminal prosecution of Christians who would speak biblical truth into the lives of those in bondage to sexual sins like homosexuality and transgenderism. And protest the law, in protest of the law, MacArthur and 4,000 other pastors took to the pulpit on Sunday and preached on biblical sexuality. According to conservative commentator Todd Starnes, YouTube removed MacArthur's sermon uh, from its platform and rendered the message as hate speech. Our team reviewed your content, and unfortunately, we think it violates our hate speech policy, YouTube said in a statement, according to Starnes. Now, that means Christian headlines didn't do anything to verify it. They're going from, they're, they're, they're picking everything up from Todd Starnes, which one of the people in the Discord group, our, our Discord group said, they think that's the origin of all of this. All right. So uh, Starnes noted in his blog uh, that YouTube's removal of MacArthur's sermon affirms the Canadian law by banning any opposition to transgenderism on their platform. Okay, well, I don't know. I don't know if it's affirming the Canadian law. It's affirming that what YouTube wants, but doesn't YouTube have the right to to make that decision? Now, according to this, um, Jenna Ellis, special counsel for the Thomas More Society, who successfully represented MacArthur when LA County attempted to shut down Grace. Uh, Grace Church for defying COVID-19 lockdown restrictions, slammed the video sharing platform for censuring MacArthur's sermon. So we, uh, so we have a, a lawyer speaking up, but we have no quotes from MacArthur, no quote from the church, no quote from anything. Now, the reason I'm so baffled by all of this is because, look, I'm just going to go directly to YouTube and watch this. I'm going to go directly to YouTube. Listen. As you know, we have uh, joined with some of our brothers in Christ to 
address the issue of biblical sexual morality on this particular Sunday because the new law went into effect in Canada, Bill C-4, which basically made it a crime uh, to offer to a transgender person or homosexual person any kind of conversion therapy. It is a crime punishable by up to five years in prison to attempt to convert a transgender person or homosexual. The business of conversion is the reason the church is in the world. This is why we exist in the world. So when pastors knew this law had been established in Canada, they wanted to stand up for the truth of God and let the whole nation know that uh, the Church of Jesus Christ will preach the conversion of sinners from every kind of sinful lifestyle, including that one. So, so uh, James Coates got a hold of me and said, would you join us? And I said, of course. And so that led to the emphasis today. And uh, we have been joined by about uh, 5,000 others who have... Uh, sort of signed up to support this day in that way. And obviously the objective, of course, is that the church is called by the Lord to convert sinners. That's um... There's the sermon. It's one hour and 12 minutes long. It's all there. Now, not only is it there, okay, so when I pull up that sermon on YouTube, right there to the right, there's all of these other things, right? John MacArthur... Uh, how should we pray? Uh, biblical questions and answers. Uh, then it has uh, John MacArthur. Why does uh, God allow so much suffering? Saved or self-deceived part one. And then right under that, a 54-minute sermon entitled, I'm going to click on it, Homosexuality and the Campaign for Immorality. Here we go. Let's listen. This is on, on YouTube. Earlier in the service, I read from the first chapter of Romans what is really a very, very shocking portion of Scripture. Just to remind you that Romans chapter 1, verses 18 to 32, describes the wrath of God that is unleashed in the world. There's an entire sermon against homosexuality. That was published, it's ha it has over one, almost two million views, um, and it was published on October the 19th, 2012, and it's still there. So I, I'm having a hard, where, where did this idea that his sermon got removed and labeled hate speech, ladies and gentlemen, YouTube has an agenda, they're coming for us, and, and it's like almost creates this sense of panic, like what are we going to do? Now it is disturbing if they removed it and labeled it hate speech, I just don't know I just don't know where 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 this is at. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do something here. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a search. I'm gonna do a search for John MacArthur sermon removed and see what shows up. I'm gonna hit news. Uh, okay, two days ago, Christianity Today. 
Uh, uh, YouTube labels John MacArthur video on transgenderism. Okay, let me see. I'm just going to click on this uh, this article. All right, YouTube labels John MacArthur video on transgenderism hate speech. This was published on January the 22nd. A recent sermon by uh, John MacArthur presenting the biblical view of gender has been flagged as hate speech by YouTube. Conservative commentator Todd Starnes, once again, everyone just goes to this Todd Starnes report, and but the, the sermon is still there. And no one, no one, I don't... <laughs> I don't understand. Can it be this complicated to figure out the truth? CBN News. All right. Let's see what they have to say. Uh, YouTube labels John MacArthur sermon hate speech after he said God made us male and female. Uh, uh, YouTube has censored a biblical based sermon labeling it as hate speech because it isn't pro LGBTQ plus. Well, remember, John MacArthur has a sermon that is over 2 million views from 2012 on the sin of homosexuality. And it's still there. So, Okay, so uh, Pastor John MacArthur, uh, then it says he joined the protest against the Canadian law. The the concern is that the Canadian bill uh, C4 is broadly worded and could, in effect, ban biblical teaching, could, in effect. All right. Um, And again, here, here it is. But YouTube removed MacArthur's sermon from its platform and told conservative commentator Todd Starnes that MacArthur's video was hate speech. Right. And. They, they don't have any, they have no, like, no, does anybody, did anyone bother to go to YouTube and just look up and see if the sermon was there? Did anybody? Um, that's it. So uh, there's no other, there's no follow-up reports. Like, I can't be the only person who has the ability to go to YouTube and go, hey guys, the sermon is right there. And not only is that sermon there, other sermons against homosexuality by, 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 by MacArthur are easily found on YouTube. Okay, like, is, is, am, I, am I doing something like, am I doing some kind of secret magic that other people are not familiar with, right? Am, do I have like the ability to go, YouTube, John MacArthur, homosexuality. Okay. Like, okay. When was this sermon preached? Look for that date. Oh, there it is. Oh, whoa, look, it's not removed. In other words, it makes no sense. Like if you reported it, then you would have a follow-up going sermon was removed, quickly restored. And, uh, YouTube gave the following apology or the following explanation. There has been no follow-up reports, no quotes from John MacArthur, no quotes from grace to you, no quotes from anybody. Now, I did not listen to MacArthur's sermon from this Sunday to see if he possibly addressed the controversy at the beginning. Maybe that's something we need to do. I'm just baffled by how, how can, it can't be that difficult. Like, as Christians, as Christian, is the Christian world incapable of just looking things up going, hey guys, wait a minute. The sermon is right there. I mean, we just saw, we just, you literally heard almost in real time, a Christian podcast get dropped about the controversy and they're just like, it got removed. YouTube has an agenda. They went after his freedom of religion. It's bad. And now this is happening in Indiana and it could be coming for, in other words, creating it as a situation where, hey, we could be in trouble. Now, look, I, any attempt to come after religious freedom, and to silence what we can preach. We have to stand against it, absolutely. 
but we have to ensure that what we say is accurate and truthful. We have to do that. So I, I, I don't know. I'm going to look at a couple of places here. I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to you. I'm going to, I'm going to go to uh, my email really quick. Make sure no one has emailed me. Any corrections, nothing there. I'm going to go, I'm going to go to the, uh, I'm going to the Discord channel. No one has posted anything in the Discord channel. So, and no one has posted anything in the live chat. So at least far as I know, no one currently listening to me live has found any co- any information that would explain what has happened. So let's put it together in order. On January the 8th, Canada, a law was not just passed. It went into effect because I guess it was passed in December. Let me find it here, right here. Bill C-4 was passed. Now, the concern is that the language is so broad that it could possibly be used to punish pastors who preach on biblical sexuality, or if they are speaking to someone and say, you're a homosexual, here's the biblical perspective, that it can be used to go after that. Now, that's something we have to watch for. That's something we have to be on the lookout for. And if it starts happening, yes, then we need to address it, but we need to address every situation accurate and precisely. But that that seems to be where everything started. There was a podcast that came out going, hey, everyone, this is what's going on in Canada. But you know what? It doesn't affect me trying to demonstrate that we need to be paying attention to it because if we don't take a stand against this, then sooner or later it will come against us and then there'll be no one to speak for us. Okay, great. They talked about how we should approach it. They gave some very good biblical guidelines. Uh, I think some very godly ways of approaching it. Great. Fine. That that gets us started. Then we find out so so that pastors organized a protest. Hey, and at over five thousand pastors. I don't know if that was just in the United States or maybe in Canada as well. That they were going to preach against it. Now I didn't hear of anything about any Canadian pastor being arrested. That any warnings were issued. I didn't hear anything. All right. So that means at least currently. Canada is not using this bill, C4, to go after pastors for preaching it. If, if thousands of pastors preached it on that Sunday and nothing happened, well then, then at least for now, it's something we, we can be cautiously optimistic that things are still going the right direction. However, there could be problems because I've heard of certain things already happening in Canada in the past, but I don't have those stories in front of me that, that are problematic, but it's something to watch. Okay, so, all right, so they, they organized the protest. John MacArthur joins in the protest. He preaches a sermon on biblical sexuality saying you're either male or you're female, and, and that's science, that's reality, that's the way it is. Supposedly, YouTube came along and said, boom, that's got, we're removing the sermon. That's hate speech. And then I guess that was it. However, a little bit of research will show you not only is that sermon easily available on YouTube, so is other MacArthur sermon. At, at other, uh, there are other MacArthur sermons, or I should say sermon. There is another MacArthur sermon on homosexuality that's, late, that's, that's even put there. In other words, suggested by YouTube, right? In other words, if you watch this MacArthur sermon, you may be interested in this one. In other words, their algorithm either points me to another sermon against homosexuality by John MacArthur. In other words, their algorithm is is not even being used to hide that sermon. It suggests it to me. (laughs) 
So that, in other words, YouTube is working exactly the way it's supposed to. I watch this sermon and YouTube is like, you may want to see this sermon. Oh, wait, it's against homosexuality. Aren't you going to take it down and label it hate speech? It's been viewed over almost 2 million times. But no, and that's from 2012. So he's had a sermon on YouTube from since 2012. Or, well, I, I guess from 2012. It's, it says October 2012. Maybe that's when it was preached. I don't know when the sermon maybe actually arrived on YouTube. I can't remember exactly how YouTube works. Is that date showing? I think it's showing when it was published on YouTube. But either case, there's at least two sermons easily available on YouTube by MacArthur condemning homosexuality and, and going after the LGBTQ transgender movement. And they're not taken down. They're not flagged. They're not been censored. But yet there's reports going around everywhere that it was taken down. And, and what's interesting is this is considered Christian journalism. Hey, Todd Starn said it. <laughs> Todd, Todd, I, I guess his name was Todd Starn. Todd Starnes is the one who reported it. In fact, let me go make, make sure I get his name correctly because I don't want to be wrong. Uh, wrong. Yeah, uh, Starnes, yeah, Todd Starnes. Todd Starnes uh, reported it. So Todd Starnes is the source. Well, if you're a Christian journalistic organization, wouldn't you just go, wait a minute, let me go look it up. Oh, wait, here's the sermon. Then contact Todd Starnes and go, why are you reporting this when the sermon is easily available? Where did you get your information? How about verify? How about have two or three witnesses? How about, how about confirm something with two or three sources? Isn't that the biblical idea? So I don't know what happened. Maybe it was removed. If it was, it was instantaneously restored. And if that one got removed, what, you know what could have happened? I'm just going to throw out, a, this is complete, uh, I'm just completely guessing here. Is it possible that someone saw the sermon and they flagged it? In other words, they reported it to YouTube as hate speech, bullying. I, I got, uh, I, I critiqued, I critiqued some sermon. I don't even know what sermon it was. I critiqued something. I think it may be against Bethel. I don't remember who. And someone didn't like it and flagged it as hate speech and bullying. And my sermon got pulled down as being uh, as cyber bullying that I was attacking someone simply for offering biblical critique over a sermon. Now, now, that wasn't YouTube as much as someone flagged it. Someone contacted YouTube, and I didn't even have the ability to to, rebu- uh, to offer a rebuttal. I mean, I did. I, I typed out a rebuttal, but, I mean, they denied it, like, within 30 seconds. And that sermon never never appeared again on uh, YouTube. So it's happened to me. So is it YouTube did it or someone flagged it? Well, if someone flagged it, clearly YouTube reversed the decision Almost instantaneously, like, because I don't even know, like, when did the sermon actually show up on YouTube? Yeah, we'll put it this way. See, today is January the 24th. In fact, let's go back to YouTube. Hang on. I may be even going to tell you, if the dates here is accurate. Well, that's his work, but we preach the message. Um, all right. It's been viewed 89,599 times. Um, this was published on January the 20th. January the 20th. So, like, when, when, 
May, maybe that was removed and then up then uploaded again on January the 20th. Maybe 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 it was removed and they re-uploaded it and if they uploaded it again it has not been removed a second time. Maybe the first one was removed and they uploaded it a second time. Maybe that occurred. Again, maybe it wasn't YouTube. In fact, if I go here, yes. See if I go here, I can hit report. Right. There's a little if I there's three little dots. And if I hit report, I can report the sermon and I can I'm not going to click on to report because I don't want anything to happen. But I could report the sermon, which is it's happened to me on YouTube plenty of times. People get mad at me. Report it. Report it. And I, I it's because just that's what people do. If they don't like it. They want it to be removed. So is that, is that what happened? I mean, I, I'm I'm at least asking the questions. So here's what I would tell you. Be careful running around today, yelling that YouTube censored John MacArthur until we can figure out exactly what happened. Okay, number two, if you see people saying that, at least remind them that not only is that sermon available on YouTube, another sermon uh, entitled, in fact, let me click on it here. The other sermon is called, just so that if you want to look it up on YouTube, is called Homosexuality and the Campaign for Immorality. Uh, October the 19th, 2012, all right, okay, and uh, okay, so there's that one that's called Homosexuality and the Campaign for Immorality. Now, YouTube just suggested, okay, YouTube just suggested another sermon by John MacArthur, Thinking Biblically About Homosexuality, March the 24th, 2017. So, I mean, there's multiple sermons by MacArthur against homosexuality on YouTube, it's not even hard to find. I mean, I'm doing it in real time and I'm not quote unquote technical savvy. I don't have some secret skills. So just, you've got, you, we've got to speak the truth, people. It's just that simple. We can't do this. Oh, it drives me. This frustrates me to no end, but I wanted to at least address this issue. The, the plan was to address this on like Friday, but as usual, I have so many things to get to on and no matter how many hours I live broadcast a day, I can never cover everything. But I wanted to at least uh, fix all of this. And I just want you to show you how easy it is to find sermons against homosexuality on YouTube by John MacArthur. It's not hard at all. Now, every that Christian podcaster, I, 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 I hate to call him out, but Harry Reader is a pastor. He knows to speak the truth. Don't bear false witness. You can't bear false witness against YouTube. You can't be accusing them of something when, when I'm right here on YouTube in real time finding all of these sermons. So, I mean, come on, Christians, some in, we, we scream persecution as soon as the wind blows against us. We're like, that's it, it's persecution. They're coming for us. It's like, calm down, calm down. And again, I want to just point out, wait a minute. What, what, what happens when Sermon Audio removes a sermon? What happens if Sermon Audio removes a broadcaster and says, you can no longer be on our platform? Is that not? Well, well, Sermon Audio can do it, but YouTube can't. Ah, oh, okay, I got you, I got you, I got you. Christians can do it. The world can't. That, that's, yeah, that's, that's the situation. So I think, I, hopefully I put that all in order. I, I want to go through the whole, the, the bill, the, the, the C, uh, C4 bill. Um, hang on, that's the wrong... I've got 900 articles open here. Uh, yeah, the Bill C4. I want to go through it. Uh, I have, I'm going to save this. Maybe at some point we'll have to go through the actual bill 
and see exactly what it allows and what it condemns. It, it does seem questionable what's going on in Indiana. That does seem what, what is happening there. That, that's something to watch. We're going to have to see what happens. I know this. Look, I'm all for trying to submit to the government. But if, if laws are passed saying you cannot preach on biblical sexuality and you can't preach and you can't try to evangelize people and call them to repentance and quote unquote conversion for, and that way, then, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, we're going to have to, we're going to have to, in a sense, resist and not follow those rules and continue to preach the truth and face those consequences. But, but let's not start claiming things are happening that maybe not are actually happening. Let's, in other words, let's be accurate and truthful. Okay, we're over an hour. I apologize. But I'm just, I'm baffled by the whole story. I am just baffled by the whole story. If you have any thoughts, comments, or if you found any information, email it to me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. I am going to upload this, or, well, no, I don't have to upload it. I'm going to hit the button from my podcast provider saying, yeah, go ahead and share it to YouTube. We had to turn that off because it was automatically, uh, automatic share it to YouTube, but YouTube, well, well I'm going to get banned from YouTube because if anything's even in the headline that they, they don't like, I'll, I'm going to get a strike. So I got to be careful what I do post to YouTube, but I'm going to post this one to YouTube because I, if people are on YouTube looking for the situation about John MacArthur, I want them to find hopefully what I've tried to present is a clear, fair, accurate, balanced presentation. I am aware that I, there still may be some develop, the information out there that I am not aware of, and I will come back and add to it later if need be, but I'm doing the best I can with a story that's still developing, or I put it this way, it should be still developing, but it seems like most of the Christian journalistic websites have decided to just go ahead and move on, (laughs) okay? And I guess Christian podcasters are just like, hey, his sermon was removed. Let's, uh, uh, nobody seems to want to be doing the extra research. At least I'm attempting to do the extra research, and I'm very aware that there, there could be some information and developments out there that we need to add to this report, and I will when the time is appropriate. All right, there you have it. Thank you for listening. Everyone have a great day. God bless.